a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 30. We're broadcasting live from the Utah State Capitol. And I'm overjoyed to be there. It was 10 years ago uh, now, 10 years ago right today, that I uh, marched myself up here to the State Capitol and was working as an intern alongside uh, Carl Wimmer. You remember him? Uh, he had some legislation. He was a SWAT officer, uh, and he's gone on to, to do uh, new and different things since then. But I was, uh, I was an intern. And uh, I've been meeting a lot of the interns today as I've had various uh, members of uh, either the House of Representatives here in the state of Utah or the Senate come in here. Uh, I've made a point to, to introduce myself to each of the interns and tell them uh, you can do some pretty cool things uh, from this starting point. I've had a pretty good run so far. Uh, so, listen, let me get to the point of this segment. We're talking to Representative Steve Handy. You know him. He's on KSL Airwaves all the time. In fact, uh, before I got to town, when my little baby was getting strong enough to make the road trip, uh, he was broadcasting during this very time slot. I'm grateful to him now for being here with us. Uh, and I'll also point out, he and I have uh, gone the rounds somewhat over the past few weeks dealing with red flag laws. We spoke in the last segment with Representative Malloy, who has some alternatives to red flag laws. Uh, but very basically, what a red flag law is, it's a, the ability for someone to alert authorities uh, as to uh, a danger, a danger posed by someone in possession of firearms. And if they can make that case convincingly, a judge can rule uh, that law enforcement uh, should uh, confiscate those firearms uh, for a time. And uh, there would then be a, a hearing and there'd be certain ex exceptions and exemptions to that. And I'll, I'll let the representative get specific there. Uh, but... Uh, but I want to talk to you today, uh, Representative. Uh, where do things stand? What's the latest? Well, thank you very much, Lee. Good to good to see you, and good to, good to have this uh, visit again. Uh, welcome back to the back to the Capitol. I know you're going to visit with uh, Representative Perucci in just a few minutes, and yeah, you're. you're that it's very amazing. Anyway, an extreme risk protective order there. They kind of have this nickname of the red, red flag bill. I got into this three years ago and after the shooting in the Parkland, uh, Florida, and we were looking for some kind of a solution that might be out there that we never thought about before. The commissioner of public safety uh, introduced me to this concept. They've been around for about 20 years. And uh, there's a lot of good data on them that they really do uh, it, it, at times it, the intervention. They are constitutionally sound. Uh, none of none of them. Eighteen states plus the District of Columbia have them in their statutes. They've never been overturned on a constitutional challenge because there is there is due process where it is a judge based upon the evidentiary the ev evidence the, the the standard of evidence that's brought on the petition. The judge does grant that temporary removal when persons when a person's in in deep deep deep. deep trouble threatening harm to themselves or to others 
And where does it stand now? In terms of your efforts here uh, on Utah's Capitol Hill, where does it stand? Where does it need to go next? The bill is the bill is uh, was filed uh, last May. The bill is uh, ready to be numbered, and we're just waiting for it to work its way through the process to be numbered. And it'd be really delightful if this year we could uh, we could actually have a hearing. So we'll see. In the segment prior, we spoke to Representative uh, Corey Malloy, who is introducing two pieces of legislation yeah. uh, that are aimed at uh, tackling the same issue but in a different way he uh, proposes that individuals who are uh, individuals if they are to be restricted of their rights that they opt into that circumstance that they either remove themselves uh, from eligibility to purchase firearms or that they voluntarily surrender those firearms to law enforcement uh, do you have any thoughts on that no, legislation that's, probably, that's probably probably a good thing too because a, because of extreme risk protective order there's no it's not a silver bullet bad pun it's not it's not something that that you can guarantee will work. So if we're going to reduce gun violence, we, we need to use all of the uh, available opportunities and tools that would be available to us. These uh, extreme risk protective orders, people have uh, kind of, an I think, an, a, a misplaced an, a notion about how they work. Like I say, they've been around for 20 years. There's a lot of, a lot of good data about how they work. And uh, but, but you have to remember that, uh, that uh, 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 a family who would bring this petition in front of a court, it's their last option. They have tried everything else to get their loved one uh, under control. And by the way, it can't just be a guy down the street. It has to be a close family member with a, at least a six-month uh, relationship with an individual. And at last resort, they bring this petition. But, but you know, this is, a, this is supported by law enforcement, supported by the prosecutor, supported obviously by the, uh, by the, uh, the, the suicide prevention folks, uh, uh, mental health folks. They... Because they deal with people, and remember this statistic that we know that that uh, 85% of uh, gun deaths in Utah are, uh, or 85% of firearm deaths in Utah are suicides. And uh, so that's important if we can have another tool to uh, reduce this terrible scourge upon us. All right. Well, listen, I'm grateful to you for talking yeah. to me about this. Yeah. I, you yeah. and I end up on different sides yeah, of this okay. one. Um, and I, you know, we've both made our cases here. But let's move on to something uh, interesting. Uh, not uh, red flag, but now the state flag. Last year, uh, you know, there were uh, plenty of headlines uh, spent on talking about this notion yeah. of uh, finding a new state flag and the process through which uh, we ought pass to, to do that. You've got your hands on this. Uh, what are you up to? Well, uh, I had some constituents come to me a year ago, and, uh, uh, and they said, have you ever thought about the state flag and i said no no i mean it's, i'm a, I'm a rectangular i'm aware I'm a, I'm a state i'm a native utah and i we have a flag and they started pointing out some very interesting things about uh, the utah's flag the way it was that was that it was put together kind of you know just uh, it's, it's it's our seal on a on a on a on a banner vexillologists, vexillologists. Are, opini- are opinionated people vexillologists are opinionated people they have strong opinions they've set up these these principles about uh, upon which you should develop a state flag and uh utahns uh, Utah's flag doesn't doesn't stand up to any of those principles. I mean, you know, it's not it's not like it's it's theocracy, you know, thing, sure. doctrine or anything like that. But, but there are some states out there that have cool flags that, that are on cool, T-shirts. Cool and, flags. and you'll never see a, a Utah flag on a T-shirt or a cap or a or on a or on a uh, um, a, a refrigerator magnet or anywhere. Sure. So. I mean, you talk about Vicky Varela, who's the state tourism director, branding, was charge of branding for the state. I mean, from Colorado, 
We, Steve, we've got to we've got to do something about this. Let's. We want to give people pride in our flag, and so the bill. What the bill seeks to do is to set up a commission, a state flag review commission, not to mandate uh, this is the flag, but to but to set up a review commission to get citizen input to have uh, to have some discussion about it. But it's only the legislature that that can really do this, and so we're having a lot of fun with this. People think, oh, you're wasting time, but this is a really. You, you look at other states and the pride that they have in their flag. There's no pride in the Utah flag. It's 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 dignified. It's nice, but it's like uh yeah, yeah you know it, it hangs uh, it hangs at press conferences. Yeah. We can right. recognize it certainly, right. uh, and it's neat to see it in that long hallway that separates, uh, say, the Senate office buildings out in Washington D.C. from the Capitol itself. Uh, but uh, uh, you're right; it's not. Uh, if it were a song, it wouldn't be a catchy tune. No, it wouldn't be very nice. You, like that? Be, you can have be, that for free. I'm going to use that, but the song wouldn't be a catchy tune. Uh, so what happens? What does the commission do? Well, the commission would uh, would uh, we would establish parameters around it we have a pretty good idea of how it would work we'd set up uh we'd set up a commission to get public input we want to get school children involved and by the way it's you know i mean i'm old i'm an old you know guy and and but it's the younger generations your generation lee uh and uh the folks here in ksl you hear that producer amy he thinks i'm young he thinks you're young and um (laughs) that uh say to me you know you're right that is a boring flag that's really bad it's really bad. So we want to take a look at it. Very cool. Well, listen, I'm grateful to Thank you uh, for both uh, your work on this uh, state flag. I'm grateful to you, too, for uh, talking to me again about red flags. Yeah, and these Let's extreme... have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Representative Steve you. Handy uh, joining us. Represents District 16 here in the state of Utah, a Republican. Uh, well familiar uh, with you in these airwaves. Uh, and I'm grateful to him for, for joining us here. In our next segment, I am particularly uh, excited to have the conversation we're going to have next. As you heard, Representative uh, handy say it was 10 years ago uh, today that I was an intern here. I'm fascinated by the experience of the interns and I want you to know what type of work they do on behalf of uh, not only you but the representatives for whom they work during these legislative sessions. That's all coming up next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.